0: This is Urasawa Boys, a podcast where we read and discuss the works of uh, manga artist and author Naoki Urasawa. Uh, Right now, we're reading Monster, and Monster deals with a lot of dark and troubling topics and themes, so a list of content warnings is going to be available in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Urasawa Boys, the monster cast. Um, today we're reading uh, Tonkaban 3, uh, chapters 17 through 24 of Naoki Urasawa's masterpiece, Monster. Um, do we want to do an overall, like, how do we feel about this reading and then we'll dive into the generalities? Yeah, also, that sounds good. So, so dear listeners, uh, for the last two episodes, you have dealt with our ceaseless flipping of the pages. And and for everyone's sanity, I have devised a solution. Matt, we will now only flip pages when we are not talking, so we okay. can just edit those out.
1: Sounds good. Well, Quinn, so, I hate to tell you, yeah. I wrote my notes on paper this week. <laughs>
0: you dumb motherfucker. Like an idiot. <laughs> you are so stupid. You are so oh my god (laughs) well listeners never mind it's all out the window it's going to be worse than ever um everything sucks oh Oh my god i will
1: i will flip my notes while i'm not talking (laughs) god i didn't joke with this ahead of time dad like i oh
0: my god this this is so good to me (laughs) (laughs) this is content people yeah um the algorithm's gonna love this okay all right. Uh, so yeah, overall overall thoughts on this reading. I think it slaps.
1: Yeah, I think it's really good. Um, so I, I read it again tonight um, before we recorded because yeah. I, I it had been – I read it a few it's, weeks it's been ago while. after the second it's recording. Been a while. Yeah. yeah, so I, I read through it again. The first time that I read it, I think I was in hater mode a little bit. I don't remember why. Um, <laughs> but I, there's, there's one or two pieces in this reading that I have slight issues with, but I think oh, this is absolutely. really good. absolutely.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, I, like like I think... don't get me... like there's some there's some definite um we got a couple of bottles of hate to read uh ready to guzzle. Um but I think like as a whole piece um like there's uh, there's definitely enough good, enough great in this reading that like you just don't even think about the bad stuff once it's done. You're just like that kind of sucked. Oh, but this thing and then you're just like great, you know?
1: Yeah, no, for sure. Um I I think this one, more than the previous two readings, this is really leaning into kind of like a, a really fun episodic structure where it's just like, okay, we get to see Tenma on adventures doing, you know, uh, I, I think last time I talked about the TV show The Fugitive, um, you, you know, it feels like that. It feels like The Incredible Hulk. It's a, we're watching like just a, a really good procedural. Yeah.
0: What a good what a good poll. the incredible the Incredible Hulk. Uh, that's just not like. For as much of a comics guy as I am, the Hulk is never something that I've thought about very often. But that's a really good – that's a really good pull, Matt.
1: And it's – so it's tricky. Thank you. Um, but the the thing with the Hulk that's that's really tricky is I, I think I'm in the same boat. Like I – there haven't been a lot of Hulk comics that I've read that I've really liked. Um, I mean I know recently in the past few years there was that, the Immortal Hulk.
0: Immortal Hulk. Um, but that's like its own fucking thing. Very – like not this gig in the least.
1: Yeah, and yeah. I even... I think the Immortal Hulk's fine. Like, I wasn't as blown away by it, I think, as, as everyone else was. I think it has some good I moments, was pretty, but... I
0: was pretty blown away. Okay, um maybe
1: I need to finish it.
0: I don't even know if I finished it. Um... I think maybe the immortal Hulk just blew people away because it's like, oh, wait a minute, a comic uh, engaging with leftist ideas and thoughts without uh, without a veneer of cynicism. What you know? And so it, I think it was just very refreshing. Like, was it is it somehow like the best version ever of engaging with that shit? No, obviously not. But at least it did, and I think that you know, especially at the time, people were just happy to have it. Are yeah. still happy to have it. Um So that's my take on that.
1: Yeah, no, no. I mean, and I, I read I think the first trade and, and liked it, but it I, I do yeah. remember reading interviews. I think did Al Ewing
0: write that one? Uh yeah.
1: Okay. So I remember reading interviews from from him around the time that one started where he said very consciously this is the thing that everyone says when they do Hulk stuff. Everyone says, Oh, we're pulling from the the sixties TV show, the seventies TV show, right? Because like that is what most people know it's you know Lou, Fer- Lou Ferrigno I can't remember who plays Bruce Banner but it's like that is the vision of Hulk that people like right like this guy on yeah. the run helping people as he goes town to town you know turning into a big scary green monster um I there's something that's just very appealing about that setup and I think the that is what is strongest in this reading that we did there's mm-hmm. there's like three kind of discreet little things uh, three little stories of Tenma going from town to town and I think they're yeah. all real good um, and then we get a Lunga chapter that's that's really good. This is the best. I Luka love the so Lunga
0: chapter. Oh baby. Yeah. yeah, all right. well cool. yeah. Um, yeah, I agree. I really I really like this. Um, we get like we've talked. we've talked a lot and we will keep talking about Urasawa's unbelievable strength when it comes to coming up with side characters. Uh, and uh, this section introduces uh, two of my favorites. Um, three of my favorites. You know, um, three very important uh, side characters um, who I just adore, and who are introduced with such panache um, and ease. I mean, Urasawa's really firing on all cylinders um, for most of this reading.
1: Yeah, no, for sure, it's all it's all hits.
0: So we've got. Chapter Seventeen. All right, and I guess I will summarize this one. Yeah, yeah. In Chapter Seventeen, a thief named Otto Heckel attempts to burgle the mansion of a couple of what diplomats or something? No, mm-hmm. uh, just a politician poised to run for governor uh, who's been murdered. He tries to he tries to burgle it, um, and then runs into Tenma. The two of them beat a hasty retreat as the cops come. Um, Otto realizes that uh, Tenma is a famous doctor and quickly concocts a scheme uh, to use him as a, as a black market doctor. Nothing happens with that right now, uh, but Tenma says, Look, I'll help you out with this stupid black market doctor thing if you can show me to the person who... Uh, killed the dude running for governor. Tenma goes and talks to this man, um, and the man tells him that uh, Johan, under a different name, uh, basically brainwashed him into killing uh, the chairman. Um, And he says a bunch of uh, creepy things, and Tenma's like, Why would you say that? Um, and then the guy gives a final warning to Tenma from Johan and kills himself. Otto and Tenma go back to the mansion and find a disturbing message. In German. In German, no less. And, man, I mean... Yeah, like, you can just tell from the summary, this thing's got a lot going on, but it's so, it's really impressive how how you've got all that going on, but the chapter doesn't feel crammed, it doesn't feel rushed, it doesn't feel hard to understand. It's got a very natural flow, but a ton of stuff happens. It's a real, uh, I, I think it is one of the best, if not the best, constructed single chapters that we've read
1: totally um it, it really moves and i think um one of the things that that really ma- that allows it to kind of work in that way where it's we're doing a lot but it's you you never feel lost or confused um or overwhelmed it it uses i think tropes in a way that's that's very good right like it's a it's a there's a lot of recognizable stuff as characters are introduced as situations are happening right so you can kind of you it, it's almost like it takes shortcuts where you don't have to over explain what's going on because it's a lot of stuff that we recognize right you know oh um this kind of cat burglar character that is uh it's it's a it's a it's a type of character that's that's instantly recognizable this oh you know wisecracking kind of ladies man dude at a bar um who's who's kind of goofy like that you can you can introduce him very quickly. You can do the um the 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 scene with the the man who who killed the politician. That feels like something out of like a, a like a like a David Fincher knockoff movie. I mean, it's, oh, a, it's totally. a very recognizable type of scene, but I think it's done very well. Right where you have a creepy guy saying creepy things and then killing himself at the end of the scene. Um, and I think the other thing is you just get to see there's a lot of good Tenma faces in this one, like um and he is a man on a mission at this point. Wearing yes. a very cool shirt also as well. That was one of the things I <laughs> I don't know if I noticed. It's a cool shirt. What's, what's this Yeah. Shirt? Well, he's doing the 90s uh not Magnum PI. He's doing the the 90s like I've got this open shirt and white t-shirt. Um Oh,
0: totally, totally. It's yeah, a good yeah, look. Yeah. yeah. It is a good look. Yeah, and you're totally right about Tenma being a man on a mission. Really the the Tenma that we see in this reading um is the Tenma that we can get more familiar with, because this is this is really how we know him from here on in, right? After, after the training that he went through at the end of the last reading, you know, this is a guy, and we'll talk about this more uh, next chapter, honestly, um, but what you need to know right now is that Tenma has... Tenma has settled consciously on an ideological position... And has justified his praxis in how he wants to take that ideological position out into the world, um, and that newfound confidence um, and surety, and indeed the goal, the overarching mission, uh, it creates a really interesting change uh, from from the soft boy, you know, that we that we met in chapter one. Um, very recognizably the same character and with a very recognizable uh, and readable arc to get from there to here. Um, But, you know, he's changed so much. Yeah. I, uh,
1: a filmmaker that I thought about a lot during this reading was uh, Michael Mann, who, um, uh, listeners, if you're listening to this, go subscribe to Waypoint Plus and listen, and listen to, uh, uh, I think it's Manhunting is the name of the series that they're doing, where Rob Zachney and Alex Navarro and Dia uh, Lasina are watching all the films of michael mann who is a director you, i mean you know about michael mann right quinn
0: i've heard the name i'm not a. he's film the inventor guy. of is, dudes this rock this is cinema. why this is why i need you on this podcast matt
1: okay I, i'm very glad that i get to i get to flex but, but michael <coughs> mann his whole career or his whole career is basically making movies that it's just like oh wow dudes rock it's just a bunch of people being very good at their jobs being very competent being you know just like single-mindedly dedicated to a mission and just like
0: Huh. burning
1: their whole lives down like in some cases to oh just, like, i
0: totally see what you're saying
1: yeah his his most famous movie is heat uh which is al pacino robert de niro um de niro's a, a cop uh no 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 de niro's the thief pacino's a cop and they are just it's it's they're going up against each other it's you know it's a javert and um shoot now i can't remember 90621 whatever the prisoners, Hugh Jackman and javert. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I forget, his, uh, I forget his name too. Just Les go Mis. with Lupin. Just go. Yeah. With, just go with Lupin yeah, yeah, and yeah. Zenagata. That's there. We go. Better anyway. Come at me.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I do. I look. I That'll get all Lupin. of our
0: musical theater fans real mad.
1: Lay well, Miz is good. It makes me cry every time I see it, but I never want to watch Lay again. I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, anyway, but yeah. So we we, we uh, Tem is a man on a mission. Uh, it's it's fun to see that.
0: But let's talk about the real star of this chapter, our man, Otto Heckle. Otto Heckle. Um, I wanted to mention, Chapter 17 has what I think I am now going to term an Urasawa open. I think it happens often enough that when we do a cold open on a character we know nothing about and we don't know who they are or how they're connected to the story, that's an Urasawa open. Yeah um and we got we got two of them in this reading two um and this is an ursula open and it is a great one um auto reprimanding our our absent-minded bartender for missing the cherry in the manhattan
1: can't forget the cherry <laughs> oh, yeah
0: it ain't a manhattan without a cherry by god and he's right it's not um
1: i wrote down in my notes ask Quinn yeah. about uh manhattan's
0: (laughs) yes so um i am for those of you who don't know which i guess is everybody i am a cocktail bartender by trade so i have something to say about this um manhattan is a classic drink uh, one of the old ones probably from the late 1800s i'm figuring um so manhattan is going to be rye whiskey um, which is whiskey made with more rye than corn or other grains. Um, it lends some spiciness and some, some real uh, attitude to it. Um, it's rye whiskey and some bitters and uh, sweet vermouth. Usually it's a two-to-one ratio of whiskey to vermouth, although I think that's way too much fucking vermouth. I don't like uh, vermouth very much. Um, and then a cherry. Uh, and it's kind of interesting because um, a Manhattan is one of the only classic drinks that uh, that demands rye. Uh, most most classic drinks uh, can go with any kind of whiskey. You can you can make an old fashioned with either bourbon or rye, usually. But a Manhattan is rye, um, which doesn't mean that people haven't changed it. And people a lot of Manhattans are made with bourbon these days, but. Uh, but I also do have a story about the cherry thing, which is that I personally, especially for a rye Manhattan, uh, I've always preferred an orange twist. Uh, I think it pairs a little bit um, better with the rye. Uh, and But I didn't know that Manhattans had to have the cherry for a long time. And so there was one bar I worked at where I kept putting orange twists in my Rye Manhattans, and other bartenders would take it out and put a cherry in it. I kept getting pissed off. I'm like, why are you fucking doing this? Like, it's better this way. And I was right. It is better that way. I'm sticking my guns on that one. But I was wrong. I was very wrong. And and nobody, nobody like, told me, Quinn, you're doing this wrong. They just kept fixing it um, without saying shit to me. It was very frustrating. Yeah, that's um, wild. Yeah, so there you go. That's my, that's my anecdote as regards this. Um, and I love... Otto Heckel. I love his design. I think Otto Heckel has one of the best designs in the book. Um, He's got this fucking ponytail. He's got a receding hairline. He's got this little rat face with these arching eyebrows and the protruding teeth. He's got such a little slimy grin. He's got a little paunch. He's got a little belly on him. Um... He's a little gremlin.
1: He's wearing cool shirts and tight pants. He's got cool shoes, Uh, probably. Like the hair greased back, and the ponytail is so good. The ponytail is so good. You see this dude and you're just like, I hate this dude. I (laughs) he's such a slime ball.
0: I hate him, but I love him.
1: Yeah. Um, and just like the like oh I always need a cherry in my mouth while I work, like ugh, oh gross, get out of here. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's
0: got he's he's like he's even got that thief that thief trope of of having a lucky something. You know, mm-hmm. and his lucky something is uh, the cherry of a Manhattan. Um He's so much fun. He's so much fun. I love him. He's such a silly little dude. He's real fun. Um,
1: Always working an angle. is like the other thing, like that we see in this chapter and the other. I mean, like you said, it, 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 as soon as he realizes Ted was a doctor, he immediately knows, like, okay, we can make money off of this. He knows the angle <laughs> yeah right away.
0: Yeah, um, it's fun when he's like exploring the mansion. Uh, standout line here: What a smorgasbord! Um, and you got to give him a New York accent. It's very obvious Otto Heckel has a New York accent. Uh, I mean, he, I think he's honestly like written with one. I think they've translated him into having one. Um, there is one little, there's one little bit in this, in this that I think is a little awry where he tries to open a door and he gets freaked out and then he says out loud, why am I getting the shakes I'd never been so creeped out you know and it's like I, I I think uh I think the monologue there if it had to happen should have been internal um I think like all of the other like he's been talking to himself this whole time and I think most of that was believable I think this is kind of where it loses me and then we've got Urasawa's uh over explaining tendency um coming through it's not the worst case of it uh, and I love the shot of just like, the door
1: yeah no I, I i was gonna bring this up um because the i i did think it was a little a little out of place a little weird the i i mean i think even the realization that like something's up like is there something supernatural about this like obviously i don't think there is something supernatural it's it's a narrative device so that you get the fun reveal at the end of the chapter when they go into that room and that's where johan has has written his message in in blood or whatever right it's like there's this is a setup for that that punchline at the end right um yeah. but it, it does it feels out of place.
0: I don't agree. I think that the manga spends a lot of time building Johan up as being something not quite human in some sense. Mm-hmm. Um and ulti- like I don't know if it ultimately settles on that, but but I think it at the very least, the manga does say Johan is spiritually powerful. Mm-hmm. And leaves a spiritual mark on places and people. And so, yeah. for that reason, this doesn't bother me. I just wish they didn't have to spell it out. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we could have communicated all of the feelings he's having significantly better without the dialogue. And I have to wonder if maybe this is um, like a note. like an edit, like an editorial thing where they're like, no, listen, you gotta you gotta put some words in there. And Arasawa's like, no, but also we need him we to say that it's evil. Yeah. Yeah, but we also know that Urasawa does this sometimes, so could go either way. Anyway, um, also on this page, there's another one of Urasawa's uh, let-me-hide-something-behind-the-page turn. We see Otto, like, shocked, and then we turn the page.
1: And Tenma's, Tenma's behind moves. him, pointing a gun yeah, at him. Yeah, Tenma's got to really fucking
0: good. trust nobody. Um,
1: I mean, it's a real good move. Like, he spooked out, and he th- it's it's... Is it something behind this door? Oh no! It's someone's pointing a gun at me. That's that's exactly. why I'm spooked out. Yeah, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's good. And I, I think really... he says, "Oh, it was behind me, like, yeah, or, or something shit. like that." You were behind
0: yeah. me, fool. Yeah. Uh, this is it's so it's so funny. All because some dopey bartender forgot my cherry. Plus, it fell apart in my mouth. I never should have come here. <laughs> He's so fucking funny. And then I, I love this little scene where where Otto's like. Come on, dude. Like, you're not even a cop. What's the deal? Um, and then, this is such a cool fucking moment. He's like, you know, it's surprisingly easy to miss. And then Tenma's like, not for me. And it's like, and now it's like, oh, shit. Like, this is this is really our first look at, at this Tenma. version of Tenma. Yeah. Um, who is this weirdo? He's worse than a cop. I'm sorry I keep reading out his lines, but he's so fucking funny. They they, they require you to read them out. I think is the thing. Um, Truly, yeah. And then and then they tear ass out of there. And Otto's like Otto's like stop following me. And Emma yeah. does not stop following him. Oh no. my god, it's so good.
1: I I wanted to jump to the the conversation with the um the man with the glasses who yeah, nothing committed the murder happens until then. Yeah, because I, I took a couple notes. The uh, Basically, the scene, like Quinn said at the beginning, the it's he says a bunch of weird things, explains that, you know, he, he met Johan, Johan manipulated him into murdering these people. Um, and it, this almost feels like the first time that we get a little bit of insight into maybe... Why Johan is doing these murders, there's I don't know. It's the thing that comes up is Johan he lived with his family. This was another one of his his foster families, which, you know, as we know, those are those are the kind of people that he um has been targeting. And the yeah. thing that sets him off, that triggers him, is he finds out that his foster father was having an affair, um, was uh keeping a mistress, and then he yeah. um, convinces this dude. That they have to be killed so uh and the, the phrase that he uses specifically is i'm not a part of this family um which i think is interesting yeah. because the backstory that we know about it so far is they've been he has been him and his sister have been bouncing from place to place he's been taking his sister with him it's like he is trying to find his perfect family hasn't found it but the other thing that we know about him looking for our family is he has told tenma that he or tenma has heard he has told tenma that he sees tenma as a father figure so it's this weird like fucked up family dynamic thing that's that's yeah. going on here. Um
0: Yeah, clearly like like family family's a whole fucking thing. Like whatever Johan is doing is rooted somehow in family as a concept and how that concept, how Johan relates to that concept. That's <laughs> clearly like uh let me uh, I'm I'm not the one wearing glasses right now, but if you'll if you'll allow me to uh, steal some valor and, and push out my pretend glasses uh i i think that's really at the root of johan's uh, pathology um <laughs> yeah uh totally yeah eric said he decided not to be the springer's son after all
1: it's so creepy it's so good yeah <laughs>
0: yes. yeah it's really creepy we never learned this dude's name which i also love oh, poor dude
1: yeah like this I fucking mean...
0: dude and then, I, I, like, the most important, like, the most important page or, or, or kind of a exchange here is when the guy goes, the past can be erased. If you don't mm-hmm. like something, you can make it go away. You can reset your life. And Tenma says, no. And then he goes, yeah, you're right. Why did I think that?
1: It's so good. It's like the, the scales fall from his eyes. The illusion is immediately shattered. He's like, oh, yeah, that's insane.
0: Um yeah which is it's really cool and like and this is we get um not to spoil things too much but like this isn't the first time we talked to one of Johan's uh like pawns um and I always enjoy these scenes uh I think they're really interesting I think they're really revealing um and I think they're they're creepy they're scary uh, yeah, I guess we've cool. had
1: two or three of them so far. I mean, there was the guy that, um, I can't remember his name, the guy Tenma treated in the hospital. Um, who He, he bought the cuckoo clock for at Junkers. And then there was uh, the gardener. Was The gardener, the, other Gardner, one the fucking
0: gardener. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, like you really, you start to get an image of Johan. You start to see a silhouette of Johan. You piece him together from these things everyone says about him, and it's this really cool, slow-roll reveal of of who johan might be of all the different people he's pretending to be and it's so much more effective a form of foreshadowing than something as simple as let's cut to johan you know meanwhile at the legion of johan like like they're not they're not doing that they're really building up the myth the monster uh and it's super cool and super effective
1: yeah and um well i i think like you said building up the monster at so the message he leaves for tenma um the phrase that i wrote down was the monster grows inside of me which i i think is is a good yeah um, is it is a good bit right like you said it's it's we are just as horrified and shocked as tenma is oh, right yeah. you want you want to read really this good... you want to
0: read the you want to read it out
1: My dear Dr. Tenma, look at me, look at me. Look how enormous the monster inside of me has grown.
0: So fucking spooky. It's so spooky, and it's written in German on the wall. Yeah, and then you get that shot of Tenma, like, totally freaked out. Johan is enjoying this. Yeah, Yeah, dude. Woof. Yeah, and, like, and again, I just want to spend more time talking about the pacing of this chapter. How did we just spend, you know, like, we spent a good like, 30 minutes, like, 20, 25 minutes or something on this one chapter. And I promise you, we won't spend this long on any other single chapter in this reading. There's so much important good shit going on in this one chapter. I'm just, I'm I'm floored. I'm floored at how good this, this one is.
1: It's good stuff, yeah. Um, the last note that I had on this chapter was, um, I, I, I meant to bring this up when we were talking about Heckle, but... um. He the the other thing that we didn't mention is it's very clear he's good at what he does right like I I think it's he, in this one he mentions how long he'd been casing the place like
0: I wanted know, he, to I was, actually wanted like to months. mention that because it's it's one of my favorite little uh, auto moments he he goes I'm an intellectual okay uh and then he and then he talks about how he how he was casing the joint I let and the the fucking little face he makes when he says that he he's got this like look of almost bored confidence with the swagger on this on this funky little dude is it's just calculated. he's so cool yeah. like I mean I don't even know if he's cool he's just he's he, uh, he's great and he's hairy he's like hairy he's got little hair on the backs of his hands mm-hmm Fuck, I love this guy. He's um, good. I, I So
1: I wrote down, does, you know, yeah. he's, he's good at what he does. Is he a joke or is he a threat to be taken seriously? And the, the jokiness is to kind of throw us off off of how serious he is. I mean, I, he's not a threat to Tenma, but I think he could very easily become he someone who's dangerous.
0: Yeah, I, 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 Maybe he's a threat to somebody. He's um, a threat to
1: valuables <laughs> and common decency. <laughs>
0: yeah, he is a threat to, to decency. Absolutely. <laughs> um, all right. Chapter 18, you want to hit us with a summary?
1: Yeah, yeah. Chapter 18. So in this one, um, it's it's immediately after they they leave the mansion that's been burgled. Um, Otto Heckle, uh, he's still trying to make the business pitch to Tenma that, hey, we should team up. You're a doctor. People in the underworld need doctors because, you know, they you, when, when they get hurt, you can't go to the hospital. Um, and Tenma's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And Heckel's like, oops, too bad. I already signed you up to do this um uh like a a black sedan pulls up a dude with a gun gets out makes Tenma get in they go to a house in the country where um it's it's two men mr lawyer and mr secretary one of them has been shot i think with a shotgun he's bleeding out he's gonna die and they want tenma to operate on him um tenma refuses at first says no i'm not gonna do this realizes that these men are connected with a terrorist attack that happened earlier in the day where some innocent people were killed and basically, he just stonewalls and says, this man needs to go to a hospital. I'm not going to treat him. Um, there's some back and forth. There's some discussion. At the same time, uh, uh, like a scarier mob boss guy shows up looking for Heckle and says, hey, I need all that money that you owe me now. Heckle realizes um, he can sell out these two dudes who Tenma's operating on for his reward money. So then there's like a ticking clock of the cops are coming. What's Tenma going to do? He finally agrees to treat the guy. Does some basic first aid. Um, they have a, a conversation where they talk about, you know, the, the uh, like value of human life and basic decency. The, the guy, the, 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 like, the standout line at the end of this, I think, is uh, Mr. Lawyer, the guy who's been shot, he asks Tenma, why did you choose to save me? Like, what changed your mind? And Tenma says, well, I realized you were human after all. Like when he was talking about the regret that he felt for killing this, you know, some innocent bystanders during this attack. He realized he was human. This this guy wasn't as monstrous as he seemed at first. Um, and uh, so he does first aid. They leave. There's a nice little scene at the end where they catch a newscast of um, a reporter saying, well, you know, these, these two men who did this terrorist attack have turned themselves in. And Tenma gets to do his nice little like, hmm. Like, smile as they walk <laughs> off into the sunset and this chapter ends. Um, it's good stuff. Did I miss anything?
0: Yeah. No, I don't think so. Actually, you actually picked up something that I missed. I, I missed the they turned themselves in. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I did want to mention, so uh, I, I think, honestly, that most of what happens here is perfectly fine in summary. Mm-hmm. Um, I think one thing that's interesting is the East Germany yeah. bit. Um, so that comes up again. Uh, the reason why this dude did some murders is because um, uh, they they did the murders because they had lives in East Germany. Then the wall came down, uh, everything rolled in, and they they lost their careers. Um, and so they did they did a, a couple of cheeky little murders as revenge. Um, not their best, not their best call. But you get a, you know, you, you definitely don't listen to this and you go, yeah, that's fair. It's not fair, but you get why they did it. And it gives you just a sense of more than anything. It concretizes the political realities of the time into legitimate character motivations. And that does a lot to sell it as a period piece. You know, material
1: conditions, baby.
0: Material, material, exactly. Material conditions. And also, like, I don't know, know why I said period piece, because it was, like, coming out, like, in modern times. So it was, at the time, it was topical. Um, and, uh, I think it's, I think it's cool that this dude, you know, that Urasawa, a dude in Japan, is writing about this topical, global stuff almost as it's going down. And, um and does it with with pathos um and i think i I think that's really cool uh and and also tenma this is like a a fun scene and a fun sequence for tenma because he keeps getting threatened with the gun and they're like fucking treat this guy and he's like no um uh but also just the most like the coolest shit the tightest shit to me is the sequence where so the guy the guy who's dying says, I don't want to die. And then you get a shot of Tenma's very angry eyes. Or maybe just, like, done with this shit eyes. And he's, and he's like, you're scared to die? They were all scared to die. All the people you killed. Do you fucking understand? You understand what you did? You know, and, and that's like, you get the sense. I could be wrong. But I I kind of have always taken this to be, like tenma knew exactly what he was doing from square one and he was like i'm gonna let this guy i'm gonna i know exactly how long it's gonna take him to die and i'm gonna give him that long to like give me a reason to save his bitch ass
1: yeah that traps Um, i mean because the thing about tenma the other the thing we know about tenma from the jump is he's just a really good doctor he can't help being a good doctor and what do good doctors do they uphold the hippocratic oath you do no harm Right, and he yep. is incapable of, of. He's incapable of not doing no harm. I don't. Well, I probably mixed up the negatives there, but yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's like his his primary motivation.
0: He gets another good line. Uh, he he picks him up. He's like, "I'm taking him to a hospital." The other guy is like, "No, you don't put him down, or I'll shoot." And Tenma goes, "Shoot me then." And after that, get this man to a hospital.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's like, "Fuck, fuck! Like, who is this Tanma? He's so." Like he's not necessarily a cool guy, but it's it's like you said, it's like it's Dude's Rock. Like this mm-hmm. is Dude's Rock. Dude's Tease
1: Yeah. I mean, the two of them had the conversation they have like out under a tree while this dude is dying, I think it's is is I mean, it's just yeah, it's it's almost comical yeah. like how dramatic it is, but I I think it works. Totally.
0: Yeah. Man, I mean, you don't want to ki- it sucks to kill a kid, and it's also kind of like- like, so- so the guy, like, accidentally killed a kid while he was doing mm-hmm. the- while he was doing the murders he was trying to do, um, and this sucks, and it's also like- this is pretty clearly Urasawa going, hey, hey, uh, did you- uh, hey, guys, did you know, um, uh, vi- violence- uh, begets violence? Did you- uh, did you know that? Check the check this <laughs> shit out. Whoa, hey-
1: you know? what if uh uh what if what if the terrorist murdered a kid did you ever yeah. think about that did you ever think about that
0: <laughs> god
1: um it was um i i do think it's funny because the guy he tries to justify it at first he's like look all the people that i killed like they were his bodyguards and and stuff and Tepa's like if the kid was a bodyguard he was like not the kid, and he says, "Okay, so you did know about that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just just check it. Like you, and you know he, that happened. Yeah, and He's then like, he, I the do guy feel makes
0: mad. the worst face. He makes such you can tell like it is eating him up as it should. If killed a fucking kid. Killed a kid yeah. by accident. He did. Oops. Um, oops. Oopsie. Um. But there you go. You know, I mean, hey, he killed. It was an accident. He'll go to jail, and that'll be fine. Uh, and then, and then the, <laughs> and then the, the chapter ends with a kind of a, a funny. A funny thing where Otto's like, what about the money? Um, we ain't running the charity here. Oh, man. It's yeah. Good. And so, like, there you go. Like, that. Like we did that chapter in half the time. I don't have anything else to say about it. No, it's good. I don't
1: either. I'll say something in the next chapter again about the, the kind of uh, the East Germany situation. Cool.
0: All right. Chapter 19. And this wins me. Tenma investigates around for a little bit. Um, learns that Johan came from in orphanage. Yeah, five five eleven five. In my head, I always say it five one one. That's more. Yeah, that's the right to way me. to say it. I think. Yeah, um, he comes from five one one Kinderheim, and he wanders around looking, uh, looking for someone who can help out. He runs into a kid, um, says hi, patches him up because he's a good doctor, um finds the guy who knows about Kinderheim and uh has a has a lovely has a lovely meal. Has a lovely meal with them after having a lovely conversation with the guy. Uh then he leaves and he comes back and uh whoops uh, the guy the guy was uh the guy was abusing the kid uh real bad. Whoops. Whoops. Uh Uh-oh. Tri- child abuse um now we're now we're really getting into the meat and potatoes of monster. Um And that uh, is copious amounts of child abuse. Um, Ah,
1: jeez. I wrote down the first time I read this chapter, I wrote, child abuse is cheap heat, get better material.
0: (laughs) So I'm glad to hear that that's, yeah, oh man. It's really, um, I mean, like, uh, at the very least, most of it's in the past, it's in flashbacks. Um, I think this is the only stuff that uh, happens in real time. Yeah. But but it's fucking rough. It is really hard. It's hard to read. Uh, frankly, when I put, you know, when I put a a content warning, you know, on on this thing, it's mostly like a lot of what I'm thinking of is this chapter. I'm like, we cannot talk about this chapter without somebody really knowing what they're getting into, you know. So it's this is another investigative chapter. Um, and this chapter and the next one is uh, investigation chapters. Um, so not a whole awful lot for us to talk about besides a few story details. Uh, Matt, you got anything?
1: Yeah, so I wrote down um, two notes that kind of carry over from the last chapter. Um, the one that I've written down and circled and underlined is the people who are the scariest so far in this in this story are the ones who have kind, soft, beautiful faces. Um, like this doctor, when we run into him, he's a very nice looking guy. They have a perfectly pleasant meal. You know, oh, he was the director of an orphanage. Uh, he didn't like some of the policies, but he did his best to help the kids. He's a foster dad. He's so proud of all the kids that he's raised um and but he is he is just a horrible abusive person um who is who is using this as a cover to hide um in the last chapter the the big scary gangster who showed up to rough up heckle he's another dude who has like a nice kind looking face um and he's just sitting there smiling as he tells his 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 cronies okay break his legs you know uh stuff like that the Johann, as we know he's everyone who talks about him you know always says how beautiful he was or is right it's we have a lot of just like physical beauty and kindness uh it's appearances masking kind of the monstrosity underneath um so that was that was the first note that i had the second note was because this chapter is another one where it talks about you know the berlin wall coming down it's it's in berlin is where he is Um, it talks about the wall coming down, the West moving in, how things changed, you know, um, oh, this was a house that was for the socialist regime, the, uh, stuff like that. It, the, and you already talked about it a little bit where it's, it's concerns about material conditions. The thing that I, that I, I think I wrote down was we, it is a lot of the West is coming to the East and profiting on snatching up cheap land or whatever to rebuild in the in the wake of catastrophe um which seems like it might be a relatable theme for a japanese author writing manga the west coming to the east after mm. things have gone bad and <laughs> you know maybe making things worse um
0: you are not wrong there that's a good get um yeah you know i really i really love urasawa the way that urasawa just cares urasawa cares about history he cares about people you know, um, the real estate agent mentions you know most of the land in East Germany belonged to Jews who fled when the Nazis were in power. Yeah, it fucking did. Yeah, they fucking did. You know, like how many monk have you read lately that mention that that mention that in such in such completely like very realistic stark almost casual terms
1: it's a wild thing for a real estate agent to drop is the there (laughs) is is that um
0: there is that which let's talk about this real estate agent for a second i love this fucking weirdo um he's got this he's got this face and it's a very different face depending on like like when he's trying to sell something he's got this smile and then when he's not trying to sell something he's like oh come on this fucking guy um but I love I love the opening panel of this chapter because it's this it's this dude with this salesman's grinning. He "A choice property, sir. You have good taste." You know, um, it's so it's so funny. Uh, I think he's really funny. The fact, this guy and Tenma in the same scene talking to each other is inherently funny. Um, yeah,
1: and I mean, as soon as he realizes that Tenma is not a customer, like you said, flips on a switch. Like, ah, yeah. come on, what a waste of like, my time. Like, I mean,
0: Tenma did waste his day. Tema yeah. absolutely wasted his fucking time. Um Yeah.
1: The other thing I love, the other thing I love about Tanma is how shocked he is at every piece of Johan's backstory that's revealed. He always makes this shocked face like Orphanage. Twins.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Like he it's really good. Tenma does not have very many facial expressions. He's he's always just various, like, various levels of concerned and surprised. Uh, and sometimes he's very he's very happy like when he helps our our good buddy dieter um, yeah
1: little dieter who just wants uh, a soccer ball yeah.
0: he just wants a soccer ball um it's very cute uh so so now we hang out with uh mr Hartman, um just a bad bad man man um he's a bad man bad man um huh And this is one of the really slow parts of this reading. It's just a lot of exposition. Most of Next Chapter is exposition, too. And, like, it's good exposition. It's interesting exposition. Um, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's not interesting.
1: No, it's it's gripping to read is the thing. And, I I mean, the line, I think they gave it away for me the first time I read it, when I was like, oh, this is a bad dude, is when... I was going to ask, yeah. What yeah, so, well, Tenma, I guess, has been going around, it, no one's ever really sure why he's asking all these questions, like, are you a cop, are you an investigative journalist? Um, and that's kind of what Hartman brings up, he's like, oh, so you, are you writing a story about, you know, this this orphanage? And he says, I, I mean, in a way, and the guy immediately is like, okay, here's what you have to make sure everyone knows.
0: Oh. A
1: child's development is completely dependent on the adults raising him. That's one thing that I always yeah. like to emphasize, right? Like, yeah. it's... That is just a sinister thing to say, right? I don't know. It, I Bad vibes, I think, were the... the um, and, and it might just be, like, in retrospect, like, that is painted incredibly bad vibes. No, but, I think... Um, okay, okay.
0: Uh, retrospect will do it. But I think... So there's something that I really want to talk about with Hartman, um, and it's visual. It's very, very interesting. I'm not sure exactly what it means. I have some thoughts. Um, and I... I <clears throat> It's hard to believe that it is... It's one of those things where it's hard to believe that it's intentional, but once you notice it, it's hard to believe it's not intentional. Mm -hmm. Um, His mouth is never open. His mouth is closed in almost every single panel, except, except for when he is reprimanding Dieter, and except for in that panel you mentioned where he says... We you know, we have to emphasize a child's development, and then the next panel, we must guide children down the right paths in life. Those are the only times in this chapter where his mouth is open, and that goes into um, uh, a later chapter um, as well. His mouth is always closed. He has a number of different expressions, but uh, his mouth is always closed. His eyes don't change a whole awful lot. His face um, is very and- frozen. His face it's, is very frozen, and I think it really, it, I think it is a very tactical choice to make him seem normal, um, but also communicate to the audience in a way that they're not even going to notice that something's fucking wrong with this guy.
1: It's a mask. It's, a uh, Buffalo exactly. Bill wearing someone's face that he's cut
0: Exactly. Off. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like I said, it's really easy to miss unless like unless you're looking at it, unless you're looking at this thing and and trying to break it down. I don't see how a person is going to catch this on a first or even second go through, mm-hmm. you know. No, I, um, I
1: totally missed that. But I think that's that's yeah. a really good call. And it's it, it is a really interesting way to communicate how spooky and terrible and scary this guy is. Uh, The other thing that I like is after he makes that comment, we have to guide children down the right path. Tenma's like, hey, Dieter, what path do you want to go down? What do you dream about? He's like, soccer ball. He's like, okay, buddy. I have a
0: a soccer ball. Um, And then we get the page, so Tenma leaves, and then immediately it's like, oh, God, oh, fuck. Um, And I just want to point out this one small visual detail where uh, we get this horrible view of Hartman's face, as we presume he's about to just wail on this dude. Uh, and what I want to bring attention to is the screen tone, which is made up of static.
1: I was going to say, I know this one. It's screen tone. I'm, I'm learning things. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah. yeah. It was, I was hoping you'd talk about it. So it's, it's static. Okay, tell me more.
0: It's just a very unique effect. I don't think I've seen it uh, done anywhere else, but, you know, it, it's static, which is just like... Like, it's this really it produces a really awful feeling in the stomach to me. You know, it's it's this fragmented, unpredictable, like, it's not... I don't know, it's nails on a chalkboard, right? It's a visual texture that we're really not expecting to see. And it's in the background. It's it's easy... Again, it's easy to miss. This is something that's very much meant to complement the, the face in front of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but... And you can also see that the... Um so like in the static there is a like it's got kind of a gradient it's got a band of lighter static and that band of lighter static follows a line of light across his eyes it creates mm. it creates a uh this not exactly a motion line but something like a motion line it it creates a shape um and it's just a really really a good scary panel
1: yeah no, it's, it's great. Um, so, I, I think probably not too much more to talk about here. Uh, the the last note that I have is Tenma's favorite thing to do is walk past a store window at night and see a thoughtful gift for someone.
0: <laughs> yes! It he's, he's always doing is. this. It's he really it. nice. He loves it. They, they establish this character trait, and even Matenma's got this very, you know, he's got this fucking mission. He's trying to kill a guy. He's going to buy this kid a soccer ball, goddamn. I'm going
1: to buy you the most thoughtful gift you've ever received in your life before something like, terrible, before I like find you in it. the worst
0: scenario yeah. imaginable. Yeah, he's like it. he's he's bouncing it on his head. Um and we do, we do like he pulls up the shirt and we just see the shot of this poor child covered in wounds. Um it sucks.
1: The static comes back there the screen tone behind him.
0: oh wow hey good call i missed it that time. i just yeah, saw that yeah,
1: yeah. yeah that's real good it's yeah. i mean it's it's you can you can hear it which is a weird thing to say about a visual medium but you can you can hear it happening and it's like the oh, the totally. evil the whatever just the, the horrible buzzing grating violence whatever that it makes it's man it's it's a good effect um,
0: Totally.
1: yeah all right so um
0: but- let's see is it me on
1: chapter 20 uh i think i'm i i'm, I'm no, chapter it's 20 it's you yeah so chapter 20 tenma and hartman have a confrontation he says i am taking this boy to the hospital um you can't stop me so he picks up Dieter, runs him to the hospital has a really weird confrontation with a nurse right where he's just like i'm not gonna tell you who i am because there's cops around um don't release this boy to anyone except me. He's been abused. I got to go. Bye. <laughs> so um, he leaves Dieter at the hospital. Uh, him and Dieter have a have a talk on the way there where he basically says, you know, it's going to be okay. Uh, Dieter says, uh, you know, Hartman always tells me the world is black as night. Tomorrow's going to be black. And Temma says, no, that's not true. You know, tomorrow's going to be bright. It's going to be okay. You're going to be Okay. Um, he leaves the kid to kind of ponder on that, and then goes to find the other orphanage where uh, Johann's sister was. Runs into, uh, I, this is this is good contrast. He runs into a very mean-looking lady who runs the orphanage. She looks very mean. She looks very scary. Uh, I have a I
0: have a note that says I love this extremely German woman.
1: Yeah. Oh, she her name's Inga or something like that. It's got. No, that's the kid's it's name. Be. I
0: don't I don't know her name.
1: Okay. Yeah. I, I didn't even realize that was the kid's name. I was just saying, yeah, a lady who looks like this, she's yep. named Inga or something. <laughs> <laughs> or something. Yeah, I see. Um But she she um she gives Tema some more details about uh Kinderheim five one one that basically and she says, Yeah, that place was you know, like, don't lump us in with that place. That place was terrible. It was a joint thing that was run by the Minister of the Interior and the Health Department. But really what that meant was it was just a cover for the Minister of the Interior. She calls it a laboratory. She says that's where they sent yeah. kids of political prisoners and stuff like that. And just, you know, uh, well, she says they were trying to make the ultimate soldier. Um, is like they were trying to turn these children into monsters. And Tenma, of course, is like shocked and horrified by this. Um, and leaves to go back to the hospital, but Dieter has been spirited away by Hartman. Hartman's come to, to take him away, and the nurse says, Well, yeah, no, of course I let that dude take the kid. You came in here acting like a freak, wouldn't tell us who you were, couldn't leave any identification. That dude was polite and the kid went with him. <laughs> and this yeah. is this is what shocks Tema the most is Dieter went with him. Um so that's kinda again, like you said, this is a plot chapter. It's exposition. Um so yeah.
0: Yeah, I think you covered most of it. Um I think um do I have any notes? Um Tomorrow is black as night. I don't like it very much.
1: No, it's corny.
0: It's corny, but tomorrow is going to be a good day.
1: That's good. That's
0: that works for me. That. Yeah. Like, I love it so much that I don't even care that it comes from, like, the dumb Tomorrow is Black as Night. I wonder if it was a little more eloquent in Japanese, but I don't know.
1: No way of knowing.
0: No way of knowing. uh, suppose the exposition time, um, the image uh, that we see of Johan and Anna, this On is a the great Czech image. Border. It's a great image, and it's when the Hmong is going to return to. It's very much like an arc image. This is they're very, facing like, away from us. Key. We
1: can't see their yeah. faces. It's the other thing that I wrote down about this. I think the first time that I read it, like I, I wrote this down with like an ex- explanation point where it's like they're not even mm-hmm. from East Germany. They're from further east. We don't know where these kids are from. Like they just yeah. not that it matters like where they're from. It's just like no one knows wh- how. Like where did these? Where did they come from? Like they just showed up and yeah, who are they? They've just. The, every person who we think maybe was their parents wasn't right it's like no they it's even further back
0: it's um it's yeah, they just fucking showed up mm-hmm. um yeah totally so that's really important um another thing uh she says i don't remember where she says it but uh the the lady at the orphanage says human beings can't grow and develop without love mm-hmm. and that's just a thesis for the manga right there that's a very that's very much at the total center of of this manga that's like the thing i would say
1: what grows without love monsters only monsters i read a note there's a bit where they talk about um you know power vacuums and successions and stuff um and cuz that's kind of what happens at the orphanage she says or at kinderheim she says there was a mutiny you know someone the director died and then everyone at the orphanage died and like the infighting that that happened afterwards um and that made me think of kind of the way historically like stuff like the fall of the Soviet Union well not even fall of the Soviet Union but like the death of Stalin like after that like the power vacuums that happened then right like all the infighting, lots of normal people suffering, or like ordinary people who have nothing to do with it getting caught up in the crossfire um it feels like a like a smaller version of maybe trying to do that. I don't know. I don't know if I have fully formed thoughts on what's going on there
0: uh let that cook a little bit more and we'll get back to it okay uh all right chapter twenty one uh, you actually uh got a little bit of it
1: oh did I jump um, into back at the hospital
0: yeah um so, chapter 21, Tenma finds out that Hartman grabbed Dieter. Um, he rifles through the apartment, finds some photos of Hartman at Kinderheim 511. Then he goes to Kinderheim 511, um, and Hartman has beaten Dieter up even more. It is sickening to witness, um, and it's it, we learn that we learned that Hartman has been trying to recreate Johan since the fall of Kinderheim 511. We learn more about what happened that night uh, and how Johan uh, got the whole thing going. Um, and uh, we get we get some more exposition there. and uh, it ends with, uh, Hartman being like, go away. And Timmy being like, hey, Dieter, uh, do you want to not get abused? And Dieter goes, yeah. Uh, and then Hartman just gets really Hartman, sad about absolutely it. absolutely
1: shocked by this development. Yeah, this kid no, he wanna... <laughs> does not see it
0: coming. Um, he's so confident uh, that this kid is just going to stick around and get beat up. Um, and then the chapter ends with uh, with Dieter coming along with with Tenma uh, and it's a it's very cute um, it's bittersweet in, a, in an interesting way and I'm excited to kind of talk about that last moment because I think there might be something to dig into there yeah. um do you have any do you have any notes on chapter 21?
1: um yeah i mean it, it might be i you know like i said i i kind of mentioned it in the last chapter what, what ended up happening at the orphanage was there was there was a mutiny the orphanage was being used basically they had all these kids of political prisoners they were pitting them against each other they were uh, keeping them in horrible conditions trying to create the ultimate soldier um and they kind of encouraged the infighting and and of course eventually that all boiled over um johan kind of it it it, we don't get a ton of detail but it sounds like he kind of manipulated people he has a kind of like a statement that he gives where he says you know any group of people people hate each other all you have to do is you know stir the pot fan the flames feel the fire and everyone at the orphanage killed each other johan was the only one that made it out um so that's, that's kind of what happened there, and there's this image of Johan sitting in a chair at the top of the stairs, you know, watching his room burns, basically, right? A little little emperor smiling over it. Yeah. And the thing that Hartman says, you know, because he's brought Dieter up to this chair, he's beaten Dieter really badly, placed him in the chair, when Tema shows up, what Hartman says is, he can't see it. He doesn't see it. It's and the, it's and yeah. He doesn't see what Johan saw. He can't... Um, like you said, he's been trying to recreate this, which is really weird because for, for, for a few reasons. First, we learn that, okay, Hartman isn't even the guy who did it. It's this other guy, this other scarier looking guy, Dr. Wolf or General Wolf, right? Is the so Hartman isn't even the one who quote unquote made Johan. And then the thing we hear after that is Johan couldn't have been he, Hartman's like, yeah, no, Johan wasn't made. He was always that way he was born that way there's yeah. he is there are some people who are just they are born to be what well, he says leaders right i mean and you think of that in the traditional you know like fascist yeah. leader that sort of thing yeah. um and it's weird because it goes against what he's told tenma a few nights ago right where his primary belief is you know adult shape who children turn out to be but here you know when he's finally broken down he says yeah there's no way we could have done that he was yeah. broken from the start he's um, a monster he's a
0: monster He's a monster. I mean, like I think that's something... I think that there is something to the way that the world perceives Johan, even the people who quote-unquote know him best. They see him as standing outside of the rules. He is so pathologized. He is so evil and inhuman and capable of things no one else is capable of. Um he simply isn't the same as the rest of us. And I think one of the things that the manga is interested in doing is going, even the most twisted, warped, horrifying uh, person capable of the grandest evil is ultimately a person shaped by the same forces that shape anyone. Um, mm-hmm. It's just that we, we don't know what those are yet. Um, uh, because otherwise the manga could look a little... Um, uh, at this point in the game it does look a little hypocritical um, because it's saying all of these things about development then you we have Johan who is very clearly outside of this developmental paradigm um based on the evidence that we're being given but what you have to understand is that every single person talking to us about Johan is an unreliable narrator yeah absolutely every single one um uh, because it, not you know even if they're being honest as uh, as the old Nazi was. Right? Um, Like, he was being as honest as he could, but but Johan's an unreliable narrator to everyone else. You know, like, that's the thing. We're getting shadows, lies, half hints. Um, All we really know is what he does. We know nothing about who he is uh, Mm -hmm. as much as everyone claims uh, to know. And it's just this really... Again, it's such a cool texture of... It's such a cool unraveling of a mystery because, you know, like, it's not really unraveling. We're unraveling it. The mystery is unraveling before our eyes. He's getting more mysterious, Um, yeah. He's getting more mysterious as they add more layers. Uh,
1: Um, Yeah, no, I I, I totally agree. And I I think maybe an interesting way to, to think about it is... Yeah, I, I think Hartman does believe those things that he said before, but I I think maybe the better way to think about it, how to reconcile those two ideas, is Johann's evil is so powerful that it 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 makes you question that like it's like well I mean maybe I'm wrong, maybe some people are just evil, you yeah. Know?
0: Like maybe um, maybe monsters are real
1: because I think the story and the story believes and you know communicates to us like yeah this is the, it's people are who they become what they're who they're shaped by stuff like that right like yeah it's it, material relationships and love yeah um anyway i i i lost track of, of where i was going there but i i think this chapter is pretty good
0: it is yeah it, it's not bad it's not bad um i do want to put a little bit of note on a couple things one the child went with him willingly mm-hmm. um Urasawa has done research into abuse. Urasawa has done research into psychology to write this manga or maybe he just knew about it. Um but he, like that to me is a detail that shows that Urasawa really knows the subject matter. Um yeah. cuz I think a lesser writer uh would not would not have done that. They didn't they wouldn't have really thought about what abuse does to a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's
1: heartbreaking, and it feels completely yeah. like you said. It's it's it, it's like oh yeah, of course that makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's what a, would happen.
0: It's such a realistic detail, um, mm-hmm. you know, because like there's that thing that that happens in manga. Honestly, a, a pretty frequent amount where uh, a kid is with a a bad parent, and the kid is like, no, no, I won't. You know, um, and to be fair, that moment does occur, but much later after being beaten senseless, and Tenma's pointing a fucking gun at Hartman. Um, mm-hmm. Right? So its it, I think it's a little more earned uh, on that one. Also, Tenma got him a soccer ball. So, um, The other thing, I wanted to ask if there's any religious significance to Johan's stated goal of being the last one standing at the end of the world.
1: I think there could be... Um... I, a lot of times, that is the imagery that gets that gets used for the like the devil, Lucifer, at the end of you know after in in religions that believe okay, there's going to be a second coming of Christ, you know, everyone goes to heaven, whatever. The the imagery that I know gets thrown around a lot is oh, and the devil's just going to be stuck here on earth, walking around by himself, you know, with no one. I left knew attempt. it.
0: Uh, I knew it. Yeah, you nice. called it.
1: You had it. That's a good one um it's uh I, I i i had missed that but yeah that's that's gotta be it because i thought that was a weird detail i was like well that doesn't seem like clearly he knows that's the case like yeah it's it's a weird it's a weird stated goal but yeah it's that's the devil that's satan that's
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um it's good it's a it's a spooky line good catch um do we want to move on to was there anything at the end of this chapter with uh dieter going with temma that you wanted to talk about
0: There's something about the last panel where Tenma is just looking at Dieter and he goes, you can't come with me. And like both of them know he's going to. Um, But it's really like... I guess it just interests me because texturally it's such a different choice than like any other mangaka would make in a scene like this, right? Where you have a character choosing to go with another character. It would be... The The emotional tone would be different here. Deezer is going with them, but it's sad. Yeah, it's very sad. It's very, very, sad. very sad for some reason.
1: When we finally start releasing these episodes, the tweet that I'm going to do oh for this God. one is, I'm going to put the Incredible Hulk music over this panel. <laughs> the, the the sad piano at the end of the, at the, <laughs> end of the episode. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what this is. Yeah. This isn't a, all right, kid, come with me. Uh, it, as whimsical music plays, and they walk off, this is this is yeah. very sad. This is and like this is to... Tenma.
0: I guess it's sad because Tenma's like, you can't come with me because I'm on a journey to murder someone. Yeah. But Jeter's got nowhere else to go, and Tenma's mm-hmm. just like, I cannot, I cannot have this, but it's happening. Um. Yeah. So there's that. All right. Next chapter. Uh, this one is you.
1: Okay, this one's me. Chapter twenty-two. We get another Urosawa open where we have a character we don't know doing doing stuff. Um, it's the it's the doctor in a small town, um, and he is great archetype. Get, yeah, he's it's a grumpy doctor who uh, is very good at his job, cares very much about the the people in the town, um, but it's, it's just a big old grump, um, and is very proud. I think is is the other thing too. Um, but anyway, he's he's trying to get this lady to open up so he can treat her. She says, "No, I hate doctors. You're a quack. Go away." Someone runs up and says, Doctor, Doctor, the drunk, he got hit by a car. You gotta come quick. Um uh, and and uh as you know, they get there, someone has already done first aid, someone's already helped him out. Uh, the doctor's shocked what happened. Uh, the staff says, Oh, well, yeah, there's this Asian guy who had a kid, um, and you know, he brought him in and uh did a little bit of first aid and oh and he, he left some money too, and this is what sets the doctor off. He's like, <laughs> This is an insult to me personally. Uh, goes out to find Tenma, brings him the money back, and says, "Like, yeah, you think so low of me, country bumpkin doctor? You rich dude out here on your vacation? Oh, oh, ooh! Of course I wasn't gonna charge him. He's a drunk. He has no money. What do you think I am?" <laughs> and Tenma's like, "Look, dude, I'm sorry. I did. I did not mean to. uh Yeah, you know, I did. I didn't mean to intrude." Um, so they they have a conversation. The cops come in. The doctor immediately notices. Yeah, Tenma does not like the cops. He makes up a story for the cop. He says, "Oh, yeah, this is my friend Doctor Chan from medical school. He's here on vacation," and uh, to, to throw off suspicion because at this point, Tenma is very recognizable. This is a thing we've run into a couple times. People recognize him. This is a big deal. This story is the one
0: Asian dude in Germany. <laughs>
1: yeah um that that too um but yeah it's everyone thinks tenma has murdered these uh, the murders johan's murders have been pinned on tenma because he was there in heidelberg when um when uh the sister's parents got got murdered um so anyway the they have a conversation tenma says look how can i repay you for helping me out and he's and the doctor just basically says come with me on house calls so then we get some nice scenes of them going around, helping out people, doing things. The, and it's it's one of those situations where it's, yeah, we pay the country doctor with the stuff from our farm. It's just, it's very nice. It's very sweet. It's a, it's a yeah. good episode of uh, Dr. Tenma doing his deal. Um, and the chapter ends with them going back to the lady's house um, from the start of the chapter. Tenma convinces her to let them in. And uh, she collapses. Uh, and that's that's how this chapter ends.
0: Yeah. It's a nice chapter. It's a nice chapter. It's good. I, I find that Urasawa open chapters usually have good pacing. He just seems to like know what to do when he's starting a story.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's real good at setting the table, introducing new characters. You know, like you said, it's a good archetype, it's immediately recognizable. And totally. then we just get a fun, alright, what's Tenma gonna do in this situation? What's he gonna it, or the the first chapters that we read, it's how's tenma gonna work with these criminals? And now it's how's tenma <laughs> yeah. gonna, you know, work with this doctor? What's tenma gonna get up to this time? It's it's fun <laughs> to see a character we recognize in new situations.
0: Yeah. Let's see, some of the notes here, uh There's a funny moment where Tenma's like, don't you want to go to school? Don't you want to make friends? And he' just like, I have a friend. Tenma's like, who? And Dieder just points at him. He's like, Tenma. Tenma. And then like, and that's really good. And then there's this picture of Tenma's face, and he's like, confused. He's like, what are you talking about? Um, it's, yeah. It's so funny. It's uh, a very little kid
1: yeah. thing to do. It's, yes. it's it's a good moment. Yeah.
0: just really believably written uh, as a as a child, mm-hmm. um, and as a child, he's been through rough shit. Um, other stuff I like from this chapter, uh, we find out that the Dr. Schumann is, uh, you know, like, uh, has a crush, you know, has, has a little, has a little bit of, uh, love love, uh, going on with the, with the cranky old lady, uh, yeah, and, Petra. you know, and how often do you see a love story between two old people? Never. Urasawa's so good. He's so, what a kind heart this man has. He thinks about people. Um, it's really awesome. Um, and I have one more note, which is that at the end, uh, the doctor's like, Ten was like, hey, uh, this, this is bad. And the doctor's like, what do you mean? And Tenma's like, I think it's an SAH, which obviously stands for subarachnoid hemorrhage. However, I bring it up just for a quick thing, because I think it's really clever that they said an SAH. Because it is this jargon that, un- unless for some reason you're an asshole like me who just knows random things, um, you're not going to know what that is. But it's going to be like, so it's going to be, it's you're going to be alienated from it. They know what's happening, you don't. All you know is it's bad, and then she's collapsed. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's a very effective tactic, and I would, uh, I I would guess that uh, they used a similarly oblique phrasing in the original Japanese. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's it's another example
1: of Temma just having incredible bedside manner, which, I mean, we we see a couple times. I mean, because the whole thing with this lady is she doesn't like doctors, right? And and she uses the phrase, oh, you know, you doctors, you, you think you're God, messing around with people's bodies. And Temma, I mean, he just very quickly is able to defuse. He says, I mean, you know, you know I, I wish I was God, to tell you the truth. Like, I am extremely nervous any time that I have to treat a patient. Like, it's a huge responsibility that I'm taking into my hands. And this is exactly what the lady wants to hear, right? And then he yeah. goes in and, um, and, like you said, I, I think that, that the use of that phrase, like you said, it's good. Because it kind of, he doesn't want to freak her out, right? He knows how delicate the situation is. Um, yeah.
0: that, I mean, that's honestly... Honestly, that's a different angle than I was taking. I was talking about how the readers would be taking it, but that's also mm-hmm, really, mm-hmm. Uh, that, that's true. That's also true. Hmm.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the other detail, the, the cop that we ran into at, at the diner, um, the one who, who freaked Tenma out, the one who got the Dr. Chan story. Um, this cranky old lady, Petra, is his mom. And that's Dr. Schumann gets real mad at this dude, um, the way that he talks about his mom uh like how oh that grumpy old mule she'll live forever she does what she wants you know and it uh it i i i wonder if this is when tenma realizes like oh he cares about this lady i like it's 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 because it it kind of came i didn't recognize it right away like when tenma drops the bomb like oh you've got a crush on her i was like what and then reading through it a second time i think you can see like oh yeah yeah you know
0: yeah it's very sweet it's good yeah um okay all right chapter twenty three all right uh so Tenma and Schumann do surgery on Petra as uh her son uh bursts into the operating room and pulls a gun on Tenma because you know he wants to get Tenma he wants to call her Tenma for his career um uh Schumann. Uh, kicks him out of the operating room in grand fashion Um, and then we get a little bit of his uh, sad backstory um, which is quite sad Um, and then the cop decides not to turn Tenma in and then Tenma and Dieter leave town and uh, Tenma tries to leave Dieter behind but then Schumann sends Dieter along uh, and that's what that's what happens in chapter twenty three. But uh, that's you know the the this is one of those chapters where summarizing it doesn't uh, do a lot for it. Um, there's a lot of really rich character stuff happening here. Uh, it's a really really uh, sumptuous chapter um, in that respect. Man, any notes? Yeah, and it's
1: exciting too. We get it's yes. medical drama. There's surgery going on in a in yeah. a country clinic where we don't have the tools that we need. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's also exciting. the return
0: of your of your favorite trope, which is people thinking about how good Tenma is at surgery.
1: I'm nodding very, very enthusiastically. <laughs> it's great. I mean, you can it's a, it's the you can hear the anime voice where it's like, "Wow, what a masterful cut!" Like it's yeah. I mean, it's just it's good. It's a good trope. <laughs> I love it when it happens. Um,
0: yeah, it is really good. Um, and I really like. I just really like the scene in general where the cop comes in. He's pointing a gun in an operation room. Like, it's just a unique, it's a unique scene. It's a unique setup. Like, Mm -hmm. I can't think of another time where I've seen this happen in fiction. Like, I'm sure it must have happened somewhere, but, like, the combination of characters and motivations and situations that have to coincide to make this scene possible um, are just uh, very unique and I think speak to Urasawa's originality as a storyteller, uh, that he can put this together.
1: Yeah. Um, I think the other thing that's really good about this is it, it yeah. marries like literal action to the emotional conflict that carries over from the last one right where it's like this dude mm. the doctor does not like the way that you know the son treats his mom and there and they it's they are finally having the confrontation the argument about it right and that's and he there's a line where he says you like you know your mom makes enough goulash every time she makes it she makes enough for you and you never come over you've yeah. you, you know you've been in town for five years and you're never over there. And so it's it's they're they're having this this argument this very relatable thing while this very unrelatable action is going on at the same time surgery guns being pointed in the room you're contaminating the surgery with the with the gun do you want your mom to get meningitis and die is that why you're here it's uh, you so know he good. throws him out of the he I think he throws him out of the operating room yep. into the wall like it's 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 good um, it's
0: really good. I And
1: Tenma's still doing surgery the whole time. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like Tenma does not look up. He's just he's just doing surgery.
0: It's super cool. It's super cool. It's super intense. It's a really heightened moment uh, set mm-hmm. of moments here. Um and I'm really glad that you brought up that uh that speech that Schumann gives because I also have a note about it because it's incredible. Um it's really good and I really love I love everything about it. Um but I also love really like uh, like a couple of lines here I love. Listen here. Everyone you love will one day die. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such a fucking sick thing for a doctor to say while he's looking in your goddamn eyes while you're pointing a gun at him. Um, yeah. And then later he's like, she still makes enough for you every time out of habit. And then he says uh, one of my favorite lines, I eat the extra portion. It's delicious. The best there is. <laughs> you know, like just, just aggressively loving this person. Um, and, and so indignant at this, at this stupid boy. Um, and there's, it's just got so much heart. It's got a truly exceptional amount of heart. Um, and then we kind of move on to... The next scene where... Yeah, I
1: guess before we talk yeah. about the doctor backstory, there was one thing mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up. I do, do it. think it's interesting that a lot of times that we've had Tenma doing, like, serious surgery doctor stuff, it's usually around hem- hemorrhaging, blood vessels bursting, aneurysms. He's a neurosurgeon,
0: I mean, so... Yeah, it, this so is, I mean, I guess that's going to be most of it.
1: Yeah, it's, I, I mean, it's... Yeah. The only thing that I think about is, I'm trying to think, okay, is there any symbolism that we can pull out of that blood vessels bursting in the that brain that he's a that this neurosurgeon is a recurring, yeah i don't know
0: that's an interesting that's an interesting question is there any symbolism with the fact that he's a neurosurgeon specifically i think possibly just because of the manga's focus on uh psychology the yeah. focus on the mind the focus on personhood, yeah uh-huh. you know and the idea of of tenma as someone who is adjacent to that in some way. Um, I think there might be something there, but if there is, I don't know if it's super core to it. I think it might just be that neurosurgery is generally considered the most difficult and elite version of surgery. And Durazao was just like, this dude is a surgeon's surgeon Um, and neurosurgery might uh, might be the most recognizable way to get that character archetype across. Those are my thoughts on the matter.
1: Um, do you have notes about the the speech that the doctor gives about his backstory?
0: Just that it's heartbreaking.
1: It's Tenma. If things had gone oh
0: oh that yes yes that yeah. too also yes so yeah. Schumann's backstory, um, well he's almost Tenma, right? So he's sort of um, you could say the Schumann is sort of a cautionary tale. Um, mm-hmm. Like Tenma was doing all of the career stuff, but Tenma. Tenma's career got sidelined because he focused on patience over career, whereas mm-hmm. Shuman, uh did the opposite, and then he lost someone as a result. Um, so it's you could argue that it's sort of a karmic thing. Um, and I think probably we're... I think it is a karmic thing in the world of the manga, but then Urasawa's also like, but he gets another chance. Like, he mm-hmm. he is fit to love. You can become fit to love even if even if you have sins in your past, like, you can change. You can always change. Kind of feels like um, what we're looking at in this this backstory here.
1: I was just kind of struck at, I mean, because he he says the thing, yeah, I wrote the director's research papers, I married the director's daughter. Exactly,
0: yeah, it's clear, it's very obviously, like...
1: And what did the director's daughter die of? Do
0: you remember? Oh my god.
1: It's cirrhosis.
0: Oh who else do we God. know who has a drinking problem? Oh, Matt! Wow, yeah, Ava.
1: Ava's the one with the drinking problem. That's really uh. killer, actually.
0: <laughs> I I had the first two pieces, but that third one's the real keystone. Yeah. yeah. Um. And anyway, just man, yeah. Her last words: "Finally, you noticed me. I mm-hmm. kill myself. Yeah. I get. I'd grab a scalpel on the spot. Like, good lord." um it's so
1: sad it's 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 real sad it's so sad um fit to love was a good phrase though i mean because tenma kind of does say that you know he's like you need to sleep so you can propose
0: yeah (laughs) you need to be in
1: shape to be able to love yeah Uh, uh, not like in shape i don't know it's 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 um like the capacity or something
0: yeah totally you know uh, deserving maybe um yeah, and then uh the cop calls in and he says, "Sorry, boss, I'm racist."
1: It's such um, a like, oh man, it's the the bullet that this dude is taking like Right?
0: Right? Like like oh man, it's
1: it's it's rough. <laughs> it's,
0: it's really rough. Like literally so like what uh what he says what he says specifically is, "I'm sorry, it's not actually Tenma. I made a mistake because they were both Asian." Yeah like and is like ooh, ooh you know like like good on you dude get on you. you did ya. the right
1: thing yeah but <laughs> did like the right oh, thing. it just it sucks it's you hate to see it i, I
0: think is the is the only way to to, to describe there's it there's only one way out of this mess um racism yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> jeez and then we go to the, to the last bit, do, what uh, do you have? Yeah, do you have anything to do? You have anything to say about this last sequence of this chapter here?
1: Well, I do think it's. I think I do think it's interesting when, because uh, the doctor basically, as they're leaving town, he says, "You know, you don't have to leave. I can keep you safe. You can stay here. We can do good. We're doing good." And Tenma says, "No, I can't stay. I have to kill a man." Yeah. <laughs> it's just the hardest line of all time. It's so cool. Yeah. And the doctor, of course, is like, "What?" You? You can't kill anyone. And then realizes, like, oh, he's he's serious. He's for real. And that's why he sends Dieter with Tenma. He says, you have yeah. to keep him on. He What a wild thing to tell a child. Like, yeah, you have to keep this man who has said, I'm going to go, like, I have to leave because I'm on a mission to kill someone. <laughs> hey, kid, yeah, keep this guy on the right path. You got it.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, it's, well, it's, it's more, <laughs> yeah, if you're with Tenma, he'll stay on the right path. You keep an eye on him. Um... It is a lot to put on a kid.
1: But it's good. But, it's like, yeah. it's a, it's, because a, it's, uh, I wasn't 100% sold on Dieter following Tenma. Like when it happens, I was like, I don't know, this seems a little corny. I don't know how I feel about yeah. this.
0: And then this here, line, I'm like,
1: oh, I get it. Here's, yes. here's why it is. Yeah,
0: exactly. And you'll really, this is so like, if the A plot of Monster is Tenma trying to kill Johan, the B plot of Monster is everyone else trying to stop Tenma from killing <laughs> Johan. Like they are not concerned with helping Tenma kill Johan; they are actively working against him. They're like, "Where the fuck is Tenma? How do we stop this?" Um, and this is the this is our first our first brush with that. Um, all of Tenma's friends are like, "Tenma's a good dude, and we do not want him to like spiritually like fuck himself over by doing a murder." Uh, but Tenma's very determined. <laughs> so it's it. I think that. Well, we'll have more to talk about it as we get further into the story, but it's one of my favorite things about the story.
1: Yeah, it's the meme format of, you know, the painting of Samson ripping the lion's mouth open when people are like me and then me trying to get uh, uh, a piece of food out of my dog's mouth. That he swallowed. <laughs> Tenma is the lion with the piece, with yeah, piece yeah, of food totally, in his totally. mouth and everyone's trying to... Please do not kill this. You don't have to kill this man. Yeah. Um, I'll just make the meme and post it when we promote this episode. Because me me sure. trying to describe a meme that I've imagined is not good audio content. But listeners, when you're hearing <laughs> this, the meme will be available for you to look at. Yeah, yeah, there you and go. And it, it will be good. You will laugh. I promise.
0: <laughs> we're We're reaching new frontiers in media uh in media relations uh audio advertisements for our memes um for, for the twitter page that may, or may yeah not exist. yeah twitter yeah jesus christ twitter's twitter uh has been exploding this last week which is really gonna date it's this episode you guys are gonna really remember uh this moment um when arasala start...
1: boys paid eight dollars to get verified <laughs> oh my God, I'm
0: not doing it. Uh, i will not do that do not i worry. will not i will not do it
1: I will you not give you Elon Musk me... money.
0: We can just promote on Reddit. Reddit will let us do it, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah. Reddit loves um, self promotion.
0: I would, yeah, famously, <laughs> would love for us to start releasing this show.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll start coming out. It's time. Yeah. It's here. Um, it's a funnest. Yeah, we're,
0: we're getting there. Uh, okay, chapter twenty-four. Is th- is this me? Is this me?
1: Uh, twenty-four is, is me, but I want you to do it because it's this is the longer chapter. <laughs>
0: That's the longer chapter. That's true. Um, okay, chapter twenty-four. Uh, Inspector Lunga of the BKA, um, investigates a murder. Uh, somebody asks about his personal life, and he says, what are you talking about? Um, and then the chief is like, why are you investigating it, like, so aggressively? And Lunga's like, I just don't care about anything but finding the answers. Um, Ava shows up and she's like when are you going to arrest Tenma? And he's like, huh, Tenma? Tenma made up Johan. He's a split personality. It's the only explanation. Case closed, goodbye. And then he goes and threatens the dude he's investigating very, yeah, as very it was hard.
1: Happening, as it was happening, I was like yeah, this is a bad move. Like, Oh yeah, <laughs> he's really uh... leaning
0: on this dude. Uh, and then his wife and daughter leave him. He does not care. The guy he's investigating, technically the guy he's investigating, secretary, killed himself. And all of his cases are taken away. And then at the end of the chapter, he's like, all right, time to get Tedma. And and that's the chapter. And it is so much fun. I love hanging out with this aggressively autistic man.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Like. I, it was Fuck. the only thing I could think about like how, how you yeah. said it last time you're like he's autistic coded and then I read this chapter and I'm like, oh yeah, he absolutely is
0: yeah uh, yeah, no, totally because um,
1: there's the line where they say like why are you doing this? do you care about justice? do you care about your numbers? He's like, no, someone was murdered. we have to solve the case.
0: yeah yeah it's not like he even cares about getting like like you said he doesn't care yeah. about justice. he doesn't care about justice. he just wants to know he just wants the answer. He just wants to solve the problem. Um, yeah.
1: I love his partner who's just like, man, dude, you're a machine. How do you do this? <laughs> he's just so impressed. And there's the bit where, you know, his partner's talking to someone else. They're playing a game of chess and mm-hmm. uh, they're talking about Lunga and the guy he's playing against is kind of like, that guy's a freak. And they're, yeah. they're, they're talking about him a little bit. Lunga walks by, moves the chess piece, wins the game. The guy doesn't even realize for like a couple panels. He's like, oh shoot, that's checkmate. I I
0: win. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then Lunga's like, stop playing games.
1: Yeah. Stop playing. Yeah. Stop wasting your time.
0: Yeah, totally. And and so, like, so one of the things that I really like about Lunga is um, the way that he is an interpretation of the detective archetype, right? You were like, he's Sherlock Holmes. Mm-mm. Like, he is. He's not. He's really yeah, like, he's because like, this is such a I guess kind of what Lunga is, is this is Urasawa kind of looking at the detective archetype and going, okay, what if I actually played this out? What would a person who actually only gave a shit about solving cases Mm. look like? What would their life look like? What would their priorities be? Um, And he came up with Lunga, this guy who somehow has a wife and child uh, who don't like him, never see him. There's a really interesting sequence that's honestly easy to miss um, where his daughter is throwing up. We find out later that she's pregnant. Um, And then, like, she's in the bathroom and she hears Lunga coming up the stairs and she just watches him go to his study and close the door and it's this really weird page that's so silent and is doing nothing but you just get the sense that Lunga's like a robot. He's like a ghost. Mm-hmm. Um, like, like in his own home. And let's take a quick moment to pause here, because obviously there's some mildly problematic stuff with with an autistic yeah. coded guy having absolutely no emotionally inte- emotional intelligence, doesn't care about other people, doesn't care about nothing but what he cares about.
1: I mean, it's played as a joke and it's not great. I mean, like he gets a cell phone call in the middle of his wife and daughter telling him that they're leaving and he's like, gotta go. And it's... it's-
0: I'll be honest. I think... I don't think it is played as a joke. I think okay. it is. I think it is played as kind of un, kind of disturbing, which is also bad, right? Like, um, I don't necessarily know, and I'm not an expert on this particular piece of praxis, right? Neither of us are. Um, this nope. is this is us just really doing our best to, to talk about it, to have a discussion. Is insofar as we are capable. Um, I don't think that this is necessarily meant to be disparaging of lunga or disparaging of neurodivergence to me this this really feels like a focus on character and of making a person who is extremely flawed because because obviously a person can be autistic can be very much like lunga and not make the same choices he's making to be a shit husband and father Mm -hmm. it's very clear that these are choices that he's been making, he is not uh, at the mercy of of no, neurodivergence. Yeah, sure. It's, it's um, active. Yeah, it's it's active. Uh, he he just doesn't give a shit. Um, and I don't think that the manga is laying the blame at the feet of neurodivergence. At least no. that is my charitable read. Uh, if anyone, if if anyone in listening like wants to like talk about this or kind of like. Workshop it, hit us up because I think it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting piece of politics uh, to consider in this particular manga. Um, but that said, I love Lunga a lot. Um, do you have any other Lunga's
1: another dude's rock, guys being good at their jobs, being competent. He's his look what what is tenma's defining character trait he's really good at being a doctor he's a really good doctor what's the longest thing he's a really good detective we've got two people masters of their craft going up against each other cat and mouse it's good it's a fun totally
0: yeah well well, he's almost a really good detective yes because you get the sense
1: that he is a he's a problem i mean like his boss says like i can't keep covering for you like this and then it all
0: looks so tired his yeah. boss looks so tired. He is so uh-huh. funny to look at.
1: Yeah, it's 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 really good. Yeah. And then I, I did, yeah, and then it all breaks bad in the end, like you said. And I I I like that Lunga's like. So what's that leave? We, what's that leave me with? And his boss is like, you've got nothing. And then yeah, of course that, that transitions scene. to the fun. You know, him looking at the picture of Tema. Well, you're all I've
0: got now. Yeah. Um. um I do think so. Here's the thing. Here's my main problem with Lunga. And this is Urasawa's fault. Urasawa has decided that Lunga has decided that that Johan is another identity within Dr. Tenma. As Lunga says, it's the only logical explanation of an otherwise illogical case. Now, is it? No, not at all. That is because of- <laughs> How now do you it- get there? How do you get there? I think maybe that what we're kind of seeing is that Lunga is the kind of guy, and we can see it with the other case that he works here, he's so dissatisfied with not having an answer that when he can't make a good one, he'll just make shit up. Mm -hmm. Um, it seems to be, (laughs) seems to be what we're getting. So there's that. Cause that's what happens.
1: I'm a little unclear on the mechanics of this case
0: that he botches. Dude, me neither. It's really, it's honestly confusing. Like, it's fun that it's happening. Yeah. I don't really know what's going on. Um, it's basically. I, I think the long and short of it is, he's fucking wrong. But I don't really yeah. know why he's wrong. Um, it's not a, it's not Arasawa's clearest narrative. Uh, the problem, the problem I'm having though with this uh, Johan is a separate identity thing is that Lunga hangs on to this shit for an absurdly long time. And it is such a chore as a person who knows he's wrong to spend yeah, to all this time this. with oh, it. that's not fun. Um, it's not. It isn't fucking fun. And I just feel like, like, obviously this this was created to solve a problem. How can we get Lunga to be obsessed with Dr. Tenma and chase Dr. Tenma halfway across Europe? Right? How do, how do we do that? Um, and this was Yurosawa's answer. And I think it's a bad answer. Um, I think think there, I think there was another way to do it. Uh, And on the one hand, it is interesting to hang out with a person who is brilliant and wrong. Hmm. That is interesting. If it lasted for like a little while, like a few appearances of Lungay, that would be one thing. But it lasts for most of the manga. Like it takes much longer than it should To
1: be resolved. Yeah. To be
0: resolved. Um And so that's 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 where it gets me. Uh I do that's, think that's it's the That's the one thing I don't like about Lunga as he's characterized is, is this yeah. one thing.
1: Yeah. I, I do think it's interesting we, we talked earlier at the at the very beginning of the episode, as this one starts, is this is the first time that we're seeing Tenma in go mode in mm. after after he's left training. So like, in a way, he is a different person now, right? It's a different personality. I I don't know. I I was trying to figure out if I could draw a line between the stuff that we talked about and Luca just being completely wrong, right, about what's going on. Um I'll let Keep that take a little bit longer. Uh well, I mean I was just gonna say like, yeah, it's it's not that he's right about the personality thing, but I, I do think it's it's interesting to think about, okay, what are the ways in which this is changing Tenma?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there is that. I don't know. Okay, yeah, we'll let that cook. Um, we'll
1: let that one cook. We'll get there.
0: Yeah. But uh, that's pacings, that's it. That's that's yeah.
1: this that's this reading.
0: Good chapter reading. to end on.
1: I like this Linga chapter.
0: It is a it is a good chapter. Let me flip through what's the what's the next half of this? Huh. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, good stuff. Good stuff in the next reading. Wahoo! Um Very excited about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh I think we've set our thoughts on the thoughts on the reading overall. I think that um Oh. We have a couple of um corrections to make from episode two, I think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh or at least one specific one. I don't like um we talk a bit about <clears throat> Uh, Anna slash Nina being dumb. I don't think she's dumb. No, I think she's just naive and traumatized. Yeah, uh, and I I felt I felt bad about, oh, about listening saying back to it, it on a uh, uh yeah yeah when I was listening back to it I was like oh why did why it it was uh, it was uncalled for and so I went to issue an official retraction. Uh, she wasn't being dumb. <laughs> she was characterized very well.
1: I Thanks. think we liked the way she was characterized. I think we just said it was funny that I, the thing I remember us going in on was the email and doing the oh, zoom, the, email. the I'm zoom on the yeah. email and be like, "Huh!" <laughs> like
0: that was the thing okay, that, right, not, okay, that yeah, I remember
1: yeah, yeah. us going in on. Um, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Was how funny that bit was. Um, it was funny because we both like Nina. I mean, we talked about yeah. This is a girl. This is the girl that you immediately fall in love with.
0: I think there was something else too. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Yes. Okay. Here we go. So. Uh, Last episode, we talked about uh, how silly we found the chapter titles, Birthday of Terror. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Birthday of Terror does sound uh, silly in English, but I was thinking about it and I realized that in the original Japanese, the phrasing can mean one of two things. It can mean either a birthday that is full of terror, as it is, um, uh, as we interpret it, as we interpret the phrase birthday of terror in English, but it can also mean the terror's birthday, as okay. in the day that the terror was born. Was born. Yeah. As in the simultaneous birthday of Anna and, and Johan. Johan. Yeah. Right? Um, and I think that uh, makes it significantly less dumb. I think that's just uh, I think that's just something that doesn't translate very well. But the Terror's birthday and birthday of terror is actually really clever. Uh, when you when you can see it uh from both sides it's um it's uh really tasty um yeah to my, to my mind. Uh, and I think I think that's everything uh for this episode.
1: Well we've got our segments. We've gotta do what's our favorite Tenma oh, moment. My what's God. our favorite the segments? Uh,
0: okay, yeah. Yeah.
1: Tenma moment, side character moment and unnamed character
0: moment? Or yeah. is it just
1: Tenma side character?
0: It's tenma side character and unnamed character, if
1: do you have yeah. a favorite Tenma moment?
0: I think it's um I think it's are you scared to die?
1: Oh, that's good. Yeah, you know? yeah,
0: yeah. I think it's I think it's when he's when he's getting on getting on Mr. Lawyer about doing the murders and he's like now do you fucking get it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's when we see Tenma that's that's when we see like i said like i said uh, kind of at the beginning of the of the episode that's that's when we see tenma really being a person who inhabits his ideology and has praxis in line with that this is yeah, a man yeah. this is a man who's doing what he believes so that's my favorite tenma moment
1: that's a good one. I think for me, it's the soccer ball sequence. Him buying the soccer. I ball.
0: knew it. I knew um,
1: it. Specifically, there's a panel where because he's got it in the the mesh bag that you carry soccer balls around in. He swings it up over his head and knocks on the door frame as like, "Hey, I'm here." Um, and I I just think that's very, um, very, very good. Very cute. That is cute. Um, that is cute. So okay. that's my favorite Tenma moment. Okay, yeah. and then we've got side character.
0: Side characters. there's uh, stiff competition. There's a lot in here, yeah. Stiff competition this episode. Um. I think it's going to have to be... It's delicious. The best there is. That's a good one. I think I, there's... Maybe it's just because, like, me as a person, I put so much... Like, food is so important to me. And it's so important to my relationships with people that, like, I can really, to me, it's an angle where I can really feel a connection yeah. to this guy, where he's using the food as a, yeah,
1: that's a good one. Uh, mine is also, mine is also, um, doctor, doctor Schumann. It's uh, but it, it's I, it's from the sequence where him and Tenma are doing house calls, um. And I think it's specifically one of the guys that they treat, he says, well, good crop of potatoes this year. And the doctor's like, dude, I love potatoes. I'll bring the truck back. We'll load it up later. Um, And it's, I think it's fun because this is a doctor who, you know, he's, he's, when we meet him, he's grumpy. He's kind of angry, but like, just like Tenma, he has very good bedside manner. He's a, he's a good doctor when it comes down to it. Um, Because I, I think the, un the, un this is the second like thing that he turns down from a patient Right, he it's it's clear he doesn't intend to come back to take those potatoes. Like he's not going to take these people's payment. He's doing mm. it out of the kindness of his heart. Um, I think it's I think it's good.
0: Oh, that's a nice reading. I don't know if I I don't know if I read it that way, but I I like that. I think that's a sweet thought. Um, yeah,
1: maybe he'll okay. go back for the potatoes. Everyone loves potatoes.
0: Unnamed character moment. Oh, there's an easy one for an unnamed character moment, um, which is when the when, when johan's pawn goes why did i think that that's a good one like why did i think why did i think the past can be erased
1: i like uh well there's a scene where temma's with mr doctor and mr lawyer uh oh, yeah. where he is at becker's at a or not becker uh heckle heckle is yeah. at a at a bar flirting with some ladies um and one of them, I think, calls him a scamp. I don't remember, but it's it's, it's I whoever think so, that lady yeah. is, yeah, because she is she is very charitably putting up with it, and it's like she's having a little bit of fun, you know, messing with this this dork. Um, he's such
0: a <laughs> dork. <He's> such a <laughs> so swiss. I I
1: like that. Yeah, he's he's a slimeball.
0: Yeah. Auto bonus bonus favorite moment is almost anything auto does, but especially I'm an intellectual. Okay, that's that's a really good one. Like yeah. <laughs> Oh man, I love him. All right, okay. Any final thoughts, or shall we head out?
1: No, I think that's it. So next time we'll be reading the second half of the uh, Monster Volume Two, which is the it's the fourth tankobon,
0: perfect edition. Yeah, perfect edition. Yeah, Volume Four Tonkaban, second half of Volume Two, perfect edition, chapters twenty-five through thirty-two.
1: Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right, good stuff. So All right, we will, uh Thank you for listening. We will. Uh, we'll catch you next time
0: yeah thanks for listening and thanks for being a friend
1: thanks for being a friend